Welcome, Welcome to, to another, another episode of Driving to the Res with your favorite hosts, Larry and Inelia. Hi, Inelia. Had <laughs> <laughs> a little swap cast there. Yes. <laughs> well, we were talking all about um, genders and oh yeah, sex and sexual orientations today because we were... Studying the class for the um, sex, talks and relationships course that you right. can find at inelevens.com. And, right. um, yeah, and it's all about that. And even though you go a little bit cross-eyed and you miss the second part of the class, which is all about the, the mystical use of all that energy. And it's interesting, too, because um, we've discovered and saw and have been seeing that since we did that class, there's an area that we haven't actually talked about, which is how... Gender, or we have actually talked about it in the podcast. Um, it's being used to confuse people. So kids are being brought up with all sorts of weird messages, conflicting messages, strange messages, so that they're not sure about the gender. And that's very distracting, right? To keeping the masses distracted. Oh, is it? And then disempowered because they never fully on. They don't know actually what it's all about. But anyways, that was just a missing about. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting this morning because when you first introduce that class you got to get up at like 5 30 in the morning to listen yes, to it to be in the class right we had to do it uh six live in the morning show up at six ready to go so you had to get up before that 5 30 yeah, yeah some people are good early morning people i'm not, not necessarily so usually. <laughs> <clears throat> oddly enough that's one of the reasons i bought my own boat so you didn't have to <laughs> my own fishing boat yeah so i could wake up when i want to <laughs> not when somebody else decides decides wow. me to and I could go home when I want to. Yeah. Many people think they buy a boat to you know, catch more fish or do this or that, but it was it was so I could make the choices about my life. No. That was my reason. So That's this morning, reasons. yeah, this morning you got us up at really really early. I did not like nine o'clock. Or no. Ten. Eight. But I didn't do it. You said last night, "Hey, can you put the alarm on for eight? Because you know we have so much to do in the morning." Before our pure heart meditation at 11. So can you just, you know, and we have the other class at 8, 9. I thought it right? was at 10. The meeting for the study group. Right. So I figured if we set the alarm for me 8, study group. we would have easy half hour, hour of lollygagging yeah, in the morning bed. Then we could get up, have yeah. breakfast and yeah. showers and whatever, and listen maybe to the class and then start the class at 10. But somehow the class went from 10 o'clock until 9 o'clock. I think it's always been nine o'clock. But yeah, maybe it has been, but I remembered it. So I didn't wake us up. The alarm that you wanted me to set an alarm woke us up. And then you decided to carry on snoozing. <laughs> well, I was I listening couldn't. to the class. <laughs> and it reminded me of the time that I was taking the class when we did this. This particular um, chapter Unit. was about sex and gender. Yes. And your soul mm -hmm. and its sex or gender mm -hmm. and your physical body and its sex or gender yep. and your past histories and your sexual preferences. And previous lifetimes. And your previous lifetimes. And, and the mystical use of gender energy. I never, never, ever made it to the mystical use of gender energy because when I had to get up at 530, I fell asleep also. <laughs> and so this morning I was remembering, Jesus, just like when I was doing the class for live. <laughs> I was, I was listening and listening and paying attention and then poof. Poof, I was somewhere else, dreaming away. It's interesting, the resistances to seeing the power behind it. Huh? Right, those are the resistances. Mm -hmm. That's how yeah. they manifest in they person. Do. They yeah. like go to sleep or to pass out. Yeah. So, I have two choices. 
You did. To deal with this. I can either consciously choose to listen at another time, like after we're done recording maybe, mm-hmm. turn it on and listen to it, actually listen to it, pay attention. Yeah. Or I can just close my eyes and go back to sleep. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah, when you're running programs, you go back to sleep. That's what happens. Because why is our why is our programs designed to put us to sleep? Why can't we have programs that are designed to wake us up? We do have those. Yep, we have those as well. Why don't I have one of those? You do. You're waking up for a lot of things, but some programs are deeper than others. You know. So to cure these deeper than others ones, what do you do? You insist. <laughs> and sometimes you do resistance to hearing this information. You're welcome here. Okay, resistance right? to hearing this Okay, where is it in my field? Where is that resistance? You find it? Did you find it yet? I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm you looking. Did you find it yet? I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Did you find it yet? Um, Did you find it yet? <laughs> yeah, there's like a a burning, like twirly thing around the bottom of my foot. Like my, le- my calf down to my foot. Nice. A twirly, okay. burning thing. Well, Ooh. I'll deal with that later. Yeah, you can. You can deal with that later now that you've seen it. Now that I've seen it, I can deal with it and I can listen and yeah. actually hear. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with the process we just used, it's basically the fear processing exercise, but you can use it for just about anything and you can find that at ineliabenz.com under tools. All the text there, you can just, you know, grab the text, learn it or record it in your own voice. Mm-hmm. And do it. Also, I did a little recording that you can download for 10 bucks and support the website at the same time. Yeah, that's a good way to do it, yeah. to support it and get something. Sort of yeah. like completing the circle. circuit. <laughs> completing the circuit, yeah. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's interesting, right? Um, it It kind of, part of it, you know, it's like looking at the whole process and part of what we talked about in the class is also previous lifetimes and how they can affect you during this lifetime, Mm -hmm. right? And like your physical body elemental has had so many lifetimes and your soul has had so many lifetimes and some people have had the same body, physical body elemental soul um, combo for all of their lifetimes on earth like you, Mm -hmm. right? And other people swap and change partners every lifetime. Wow, right? I wonder why they would do that. Well, you know, it's just an agreement because sometimes you make a 10,000 life plan, for example, and you can do it with your physical body elemental to do all those 10,000 lives or 19,000 or whatever, random However, number, whatever right? Whatever number you want. Yeah, random number. Or sometimes you can just, like, the plan involves you having... um Lives with 10,000 different physical body elementals. So that plan means that you need to find a new one for each lifetime, right? So it's all about experience. We're here to, to, to have experiences and we are here to, you know, remember those experiences in, when in between lives and the plan. And sometimes, you know, people say, Oh, you know, you, you get in there in the between lives and you get trapped and, this and this and the other, but that's oh, yeah, by you get design. Trapped in this rebirth cycle, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, But yeah. that's by your design. You decided to have so many lifetimes and then forget, you know, 
You decide it. Nobody else did. You're not a victim, basically. Right, because there's a tendency to blame that on some other aliens or something. Yeah, or, or the prism planet. Prism planet, things like that. Like that. Yeah. Right, but it's truly a story that you um, like mm -hmm. to help keep you um, engaged in your cycle of rebirth. Of the without, experience. Yeah. Without waking up to the fact that you're doing it. Right. Because it's part of like making that experience I feel real. <laughs> engaging. Engaging. <laughs> Otherwise, it's you know, like it would be pretty much impossible if you came to in really here, engage in it. Right. Because at some point you're, you're like, you know what, I'm having a bad Tuesday. I don't like cheese anymore. I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. But you would only do that if you knew that was fatal but not serious or something, you know? <laughs> you would only do that if um, there were no consequence. And there are no consequence. But if you believe the other, the other stuff, then it makes it persistent, this life. Mm -hmm. So you give it value. Mm -hmm. When you watch a movie, for example, right? So you really immerse yourself in the movie and you're with the characters and you get really engrossed in the movie. Or a favorite book, right? Yeah, very immersed experience. It's an immersed experience. Right. right. So if you're planning a hundred lives, you don't you want to wake up at life... 52. 52 <laughs> and short-circuit it. Right. I mean, you could. You always have a choice. But most people... I mean, a thousand lives, uh, let's say each one's a hundred years on earth that's a hundred thousand years but for your eternal divine being that's nothing that's like a tiny little blink you can hardly see but for us here in this particular life is it's a long time right i don't think it was a hundred thousand lives you said years? a thousand lives or a hundred lives a thousand lives at, at a hundred years, years that's a hundred thousand years yeah plus or minus yeah depending on if you have them one like right after the other after the other, after yeah. the other. and you live a long time each one mm-hmm you could probably squeeze that into 50,000 if you want. Yeah, you could. <laughs> Shorter lives. <laughs> Shorter lives or, you know, a few short ones, a few long ones, yeah. or average out. And there's people on a planet who have designed a way in which they can remember their previous lifetimes. So their design plan and their experience is to have multiple lives on Earth, but where they remember and they still have that personality, the original one. Mm -hmm. uh, lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It makes um, talking about it at at some level. You hear it, and you may hear it and say that's interesting, and then put it off to the side so that you can safely forget it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know it, yeah. but. You're not going to use it at a conscious level to alter something. Right. Because you have a plan and you like your plan. Yeah, usually you do. And the other th interesting thing that I found, because I have done some regression therapy work in the past, uh, it's not from any particular method except that, um, you know, the ones, the, the, the intuitive methodology that I've followed through the higher self instruction, right? So basically, during sessions or whatever, so I would 
the person would instantaneously, spontaneously start looking at their previous lifetimes, or I could see their entire lineage, right? right? The entire lifespan of linear time, back, 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 and all the way forward, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And um, when doing that, often the person would go instantaneously into remembering past lives. But what was interesting to me at the time was that, let's say they had a hundred previous lifetimes on Earth, okay? okay. And out of that 100 previous lifetimes, four of them, they were a black man in Central Africa, let's say. Okay. Right. And the rest, they were from all over the place, you know, all over the world. And different, you know, maybe 10 of them, they might have been an Indian girl, um, a Native American Indian, right? Uh, maybe... 50 of those, they were a white woman from Europe and another two or three, maybe they were from China, right? They had all these experiences. And um, what I found fascinating is that they would often, very often, just go back to a pattern, right? Like the three lives that they might have had, one a thousand years ago, another one, a hundred years ago, and maybe the third one, 50 years ago in a previous life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they had it in Central Africa, right? As a black man. And they will remember those only. Oh, they will like, <laughs> identify with those ones. Yeah, they just remember those. They wouldn't remember any of the others. And I often found that that was interesting to me because it meant that those are the lives that brought significance and significant information to this one. Right. For whatever reason, right? They brought in significant information to this one. And often if you go to that person's house, you'd find all sorts of stuff from Africa, you know, and they probably yeah. weren't even, haven't even been to Africa and they most certainly weren't born there this lifetime. But for some reason we're fascinated with all the African art, and they, they had their entire house decorated with it, or even their just office decorated with it, you know. So it's really fascinating about that, you know. It's like you have all these lifetimes and you plan ahead, let's say, even if it's, let's not say, like 10,000 years or 10,000 lifetimes, but let's say you planned for the next 30 lives. Okay. To have an experience, a certain experience that you want to have for 30 lives. So for 30 lives, you want to be the captain of a ship, let's say, and go in the ocean. Right? So for 30 lives, you're going to do that because you really want to experience every aspect of being on a ship and being a captain. That sounds right? good. Yeah. Or a pirate, whatever, you know. Yeah. Whatever it is. And so you plan ahead and you have a 50 lifetime plan, right? That you need to come in and out of the planet at a specific time so you don't miss your next boat. Right, because, you know, they only build boats in certain ways at certain times. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So every now and then you might take a little break and have a little break from it. Yeah, to go from have... sail to steam. You know, just wait a little <laughs> while, let the rest of the sailboats go away and jump on a steam one. Right. Yeah. Right, so... Sailboats are a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, let's do two or three of those. Let's skip the rest and then yeah. we'll move right on. Yeah. So in between those, you might go and, you know, be a hunter in the wilderness. Or maybe go flying. Or or go flying or whatever. It's right. Yeah. (laughs) So you plan ahead. You you plan your 50 lives and then you carry them out. 
And in those 50 lives, you might have like 50 spouses or maybe if you get divorced in those, you might have more than 50 spouses. Then you have, you know, how many children? A couple, few hundred kids. A few hundred a kids. thousand maybe. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. A lot probably. of kids, yeah. You can have those. How many pets, you know? How many dogs can you have in those all in 50 lifetimes? A oh, lot. A lot. A lot of dogs. Especially seeing as you can have five to ten dogs in the pack, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's like, it's pretty intense, all the things that you can plan. But again, the exit points, but the exit points for each lifetime, they don't have to be like persistent or stuck. You know, you're not stuck. Say, okay, you plan to have a life um, until, and you need to leave when you're 80 because when you're 80, there's certain other thing happens and the couple is going to be together and blah, blah, blah. So you have to leave at 80 so that you can catch the next train, right? Next boat. And right. you're in that with that couple as your their kid, right? But what can happen is that at eighty you decide, oh, you just met this beautiful person, and you want to get married, and so you marry at eighty, and of course, then you want to stay around, right? Because you don't just get married and then die the next day. So you decide, you know what? I'm going to give myself another twenty years, maybe mm-hmm. thirty, to this person, yep. and you both live happily ever after for another thirty years. You know, you die a hundred and ten. <laughs> right, and you know, guarantee that 110, there's going to be another boat for you that can continue with your long-term plan. Right. Or maybe you skip one lifetime because that other person's still alive, that you would have been in that in that role, right? As the mm-hmm. child of that couple or whatever. So that couple has to grow old and die, come back, become an adult, you know, um, meet again so that you can be their kid. So you're going to sleep again. Yeah. <laughs> that was the. There's that thing. There's Larry that has thing. the res- resistances. <laughs> he starts falling asleep when there's inf- too much information <laughs> that he's crawling, not ready for. Crawling out of that hole. Yeah. What were we talking about? I don't know. Do you remember? Um, past lives, I think. Yeah. Um, sticking around for one of them. Yeah. Saying, yeah, I got 40 or 50 planned. And uh, we find an exit point at 80, let's say. That's... There's hard and soft exit points. Yes. Soft exit points are, you know, if you're going along and things ain't going to plan and you feel like you want to get out of here, mm-hmm. you can take your soft exit. Yeah. You might have many opportunities for a soft exit, sort yes. of sprinkled through. Yeah. And a hard exit are ones like, according to this plan, we should be gone by here. Yes. By here, we should be gone to make the rest of it to go according to the plan. Mm-hmm. But every plan, or there's no plan so solid that it can't change when you meet reality or something like that, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So you can always change your mind. You can change your mind mm-hmm. and you don't mess up your plan. You just alter your plan. It's very fluid. It's fluid, right. And so um, an exit's coming. Sometimes you become aware of exits by signs around you, you know, like um, all of a sudden you think, geez, I really should get my will done. Geez, I really should X, Y, Z, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's a clue to pay attention. Is this really, am I ready? I don't know if you can get conscious of are you ready. How do you move your exit point from an unconscious to a conscious place? Or do you? Or how, do, how does that even work? Um, it just seems like me that, you know, we're hardwired in these bodies to say, don't die. Mm-hmm. And 
stay away from things that might kill you. Some people do crazy stuff, mm-hmm. but they say that makes them feel more alive, maybe even, you know? Mm-hmm. But mostly we're on a preservation path. We don't necessarily self-destruct ourselves. Mm-hmm. I suppose that we can be orchestrated to self-destruct when we're so far off of what we want to be doing yes. that there's almost no chance of pulling her back together. Mm-hmm. It's like, so my brother had one of those. Did he? Yeah, he had an exit point once um, because he did exactly that. So the situation was that he was living in, in Ireland and he was extremely happy there, very, very, very happy. He has work, he's employed by a company that he loved and friends and workmates really really loved it there he was in his element and you could tell that you know he was extremely happy and then at some point um he was married and his wife was the opposite there he was she was extremely unhappy Hmm. she didn't have a work visa they wouldn't give her one and it was just like a nightmare for her Mm -hmm. so her dream her entire life was to go and live in paris right france as close to Paris as possible. <laughs> so my brother put in for a transfer from the same company. It was an international company for their um, French office, which was very close to Paris. Yep. So they moved there and she got a job with the company as well as a receptionist. And, and she was extremely happy. But my brother was very unhappy and one of the things that he mentioned at the time was you know he said in i don't know what's going on he said because my entire life i've been able to perceive the future and make decisions according to that perception and following the right path but now my future scene is gone i cannot see it and i looked at it with him and i said oops you're in the wrong path, boy, right? He said, yeah, I, I knew I knew that. He said, I knew I was in the wrong path as soon as I, we got here. I shouldn't be here. And he says, well, I would move. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really, you have to move. Because if you don't move, you get will get moved. You will be died, <laughs> right? You will be... That's serious. You will be exited That's, yeah, by okay. your higher self. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. this is not your right path. And if you continue it for too long, you will be returned to your right path by getting your life a new life, right? So well, he looked at it yeah. and he was really bad. And then he realized and he saw it because he's highly aware and psychically aware. And he started seeing death and it's like, yeah, I need to leave. And he's got a total nervous breakdown. He had a total meltdown. And when I looked at that situation, I knew that that situation was something that his wife and his wife's family would understand. Oh, right? Because basically. the other, the woo-woo stuff, they wouldn't. Yeah. That was just being irresponsible, giving up on a wonderful job and all that other stuff, right? I see. So he did a compromise. And instead of going back to Ireland, where which is where he wanted to go, because that was his land, that was his place, that was his people, he went back to Spain. Mm. Right? It's like they compromised. So he went back to Spain because she's Spanish. And he started seeing the future again, um, and his death door closed, 
and he got completely better. He's never had a nice psychic, psychotic episode well, again, ever. <laughs> but he's never succeeded in life there. He hasn't succeeded in life. Hmm. I, to, I mean, my, people might say, well, financially, personally, creativity, you know what? None of the above, right? So he's just surviving. He's just been surviving, but not, not flourishing. Exiting. Not, not flourishing. exiting, not flourishing, just not... So sort of like treading water. Treading water, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your dog wants to talk to you. Tiny. <laughs> so this, the person can become aware and often a person will, will st- sit down one day and go, what is this? Why am I here? What, what is this life? Mm-hmm. This is not me, you know? And you don't have to be psychic to have that type of moment or feeling. Right? Right. And then, you know, some other people will be extremely aware. Um, I've met a few people, and myself included, who can see the doors coming up. Right. Right. And then it's a matter of making a decision, conscious decision, okay, um, and getting allies, good counsel, so it's okay, it's just like any other type of manifestation. Do I want to stay or do I want to leave? Right? And it has to be a true and real decision. Because if it isn't, you're gonna exit. <laughs> like if you look at, at a door coming up and you think, no, I'm, I don't want to exit that door. You really have to go deep, deep, like the program, programs, you know, like you were looking at your, resistance there like you really deeply you have to look for that and find it and really process it because without that real process you what comes out of your mouth even if you say no no i don't want to die i want to stay here it isn't part of your plan for example or it isn't part of the human collective's agreement or your higher self or whatever so you really have to work to weave through the timeline into staying alive it has to be real without that reality it's not going to work right and often you can get allies you know Mm -hmm. so like a few years ago one of our friends had a one of those solid ones coming up in his life right and and i looked at him and he knew it even though he didn't know it he was sorting out his will and the usual you know writing to all his people and he wasn't sick or anything. He was perfectly fine. And um, and I looked at him and says, "Hey, you know, you're not leaving, because I need you here. <laughs> Period. That's it. You can't leave." And he didn't, <laughs> right? <laughs> and the window came up, and then left, and all was he well. He was still here. He yeah. was still here. He's still here, right? So sometimes it's just like that, like the agreement you need. Um, when these exit points also need the human collective agreement and my exit point in 2016-17 there were like thousands upon thousands of people around the planet saying no we don't want you to leave yep. right? it's not allowed, you cannot leave and the human collective figured out a way and Gaia figured out a way for me to stay right? yep, she, Gaia's pretty good at that yeah, she's pretty good yeah mm-hmm. So the, in that sense, it's not about giving my power away to Gaia or the human collective, but the situation was very unique in that I had no 
opinion either way, because of the how I was con- my construct at the time, I had zero opinion whether to leave or go. It was the same to me. There was no difference. Which is basically how all of us might be to some degree if we weren't uh, with our programs keeping us in the game. Right, exactly, that immersion, right? That immersion, yeah. yeah. So I was lacking the immersion part. Totally. <laughs> right? Not immersed, not what? Little tiny bit. No, it's like, Here what for difference purpose? does it make? <laughs> done, done, okay, see ya. Yeah. So you are not, either way. (laughs) I remember when I died, when I was seven years old, I died, right? And I was in that, I I was out of my body, I was dead. And I was thinking, oh, that was interesting. Like, and I I remember sitting in the the void, thinking, hmm, I wonder why I'm here still. Like, because I knew I would dissolve, right? Mm -hmm. And I was just sitting there in the void and like cross-legged in the floor of the void, which is just sitting in the midair because there's nothing. It's just black all around you. But I could feel my, my legs crossed and my, my, my elbows on my knees and my, my hands holding my head, you know, looking around waiting. Mm -hmm. I was just waiting until the machi came, right? And I saw her walking towards me from the blackness of the void. She was walking towards me. I never met this woman in real life. And she was walking towards me. And she had really curly black, black hair and dark skin, you know, mm-hmm. big brown eyes, big lips. And, uh, or was it thin lips? No, they were regular lips actually, they weren't thick. Um, and she looked at me and she said, Inelia, come to me. Like with the voice, you know, right. she used the voice. So I did. Like, <laughs> Right into her. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I got the matchy lineage. Um, but anyways, um, you know, it's not like I haven't exited in the past. And I exited another few times as well. And I always came back, right? Um, so I'm very familiar you, with that process. Remember when you were overstaying your welcome in California and you had no blood pressure at the doctor's office. No oxygen in my no blood. No oxygen either. No oxygen in my blood. The oxygen level was so low, so low, that the woman started dialing 911 yeah. at the clinic. <laughs> and I said, what are you doing? She says, no, 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 I can't treat this. It's, I need. To, I don't know how you're walking. I don't know how you're talking. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure why you're standing up. <laughs> and she checked it three or four times yeah. to make sure. Because it was so, so low. And I'm like, hmm, just put me in that machine, I'll be fine. <laughs> okay, we're gonna. I'm going to give you five minutes, but after that, I'm calling 911. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nebulizer thing, huh? Yeah. So I told my body, okay, you better get, you better get some air. Yeah. <laughs> and she did, because I don't like hospitals. Mm-mm. But yeah, so all these things, you know, they can, um, You, they're very fluid, right? And yeah, I mean, in this time period, the, with what the shift, the split that's happening right now, and, you know, things are becoming clear out in the world of this is a massive, you know, um, killing spree (laughs) for the whatevers, you know, uh, many, many people are going to die within the next three years. Um, and not all due to the jabs, right? Right. Uh, sometimes it's about frequency, sometimes it's about 
you know, choosing to leave because they don't want to live through this process of what the world is going through right now. Mm-hmm. Um, or because, you know, you have other plans um, somewhere else, right? Uh, or other plans here on this earth um, that don't longer fit with the life that you're carrying out right now. Right. So it's, it's a little bit like that. And um, it is also true that some people can literally open a door and exit by choice. And I've seen that happen in England. I saw it a few times when I saw people, um, when they retired from their job and they would retire and they were perfectly fine and there was no doors open at all. They weren't even that grayish kind of vibration color thing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. And then suddenly... Gone. Like, I would look at them and talk to... I mean, you know, because we lived in a very old neighborhood. Uh, most of the people there were old people. And suddenly you would see their door behind them. And we're like, whoa, whoa, mm. you know. And what can you say? You know, nothing. That was a the door they opened because it wasn't there before. And they made a decision somehow in their frequency, higher self or whatever. Time for me to go. Bye. I'm gone. Bizarre. Yeah. yeah. From inside, it's bizarre. I guess from outside, it's just Tuesday or what? Yeah. So people are empowered. Like, even if you're unconscious, you're empowered, right? Right. So all of my teachings are about becoming conscious of your decisions. And the exit points is one of those. And just because somebody exits... Like in, you know, during the split doesn't mean that they're dark people, dark workers. Or pick the dark light. Oh, yeah, pick the light dark. Doesn't have anything to do with no, that. No, it doesn't. Just a, maybe, only just about maybe the experience they want to have. Yeah, maybe their parents are getting back, you know. Maybe they are. You know. Maybe their brilliant yeah. plan is to experience the split as a baby. Yeah, maybe. Can't uh-huh. do that if you ain't a baby. Exactly, yeah. Because that kind of does create a good immersion, you know. Because when you're a um, baby and there's sort of, sort of, I call them facts, but uh, rules of engagement mm-hmm. that you're born under that are your set points that you don't even question. Mm-hmm. That it's it could be different because it's just that's how things are. Yeah. The water's wet, sun is warm, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. There's like a thousand of those set points, right? Yes. So uh, those are going to color your experience of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Based, basically, they're your prejudices, mm. in a sense. Your prejudice to think if somebody does um, um, this or that, they're this or that. You know, it's like you're just unconscious program. Yes. Then those are set when your baby's a lot. Yep. So if you want to be a baby with a new set of new paradigm programs, you might want to be a baby right now and just experience the split as a baby. So you just like grow up in light reality or whatever, you know. Yeah. That could be a reason. Yep. But you probably wouldn't um, exit the uh, jab. No, you wouldn't. You might pick a different exit. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Because I would have a lot of hard work to get back onto the light. You know, it's not impossible, but 
you'd have to be so aware aware and conscious about it right and i i do hear um tendency to lump in if you're picking light dark that you're picking dark but it's not that it's just picking this yeah the well, you, way things are right now exactly yeah just continue just continue on with what i'm having yeah, exactly yeah that's basically what like the, the people is. keep saying let's go back to normal yeah that that's yeah. what they're picking that's what they're picking that's it that, yeah. back to that normal yes gotcha yeah, yeah yeah so you can have a light paradigm you can have a normal paradigm there you go does that sound better <laughs> I guess so, but there's a tendency for light beings to consider light reality to be the right the reality. Normal, yeah. No, the right one. Oh. <laughs> light is right. Even rhyme, you know? Yeah. Rhyme but that's even. the set point, the paradigm set point, and that's the whole thing that I'm talking about is you are not the only one who has a set point of what is right. Mm -hmm. Your set point isn't right. For everybody, basically. Correct. So a light dark, this current paradigm set point is right for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's not wrong. Yep. So I suppose it's reasonable to move out of judgment around it, but you know, for a while there it was a little bit hard. Yeah. To not be in judgment about what people are doing. Mm -hmm. Especially seeing as you're a healer from a long healing tradition of the Mecca, yeah. right? Lineage, very powerful lineage as well. And what do healers want? Healthy bodies, right? They want to make sure that the tribe is healthy. Sure. The people are healthy. They have strong, healthy bodies. Bodies yeah. that are very hard to kill. <laughs> yeah. Very, very right? That's what you want. One. It's like, that's the lineage. That's what's in your blood. Right. But and what I want people, isn't what everybody wants. Yeah, but it's like, to see people damaging your body hurts you. It's like, literally hurts you. Because it's in your blood to see healthy bodies. And then when somebody hurts themselves... It's it's harsh, you know. Yep, yep. Hard to explain. Or to accept even that somebody would. Well, do it's that. hard to accept, but it's hard to explain it because they don't have, they don't have the capability, or the desire to bring that information on board mm -hmm. because that interrupts things, I guess. Yeah. So, just live and let live is almost the. I guess that's the let it crumble part. Yeah. It's still the let it crumble part. Right. Although I do notice on the, 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 remember last year there was a attempt, an attempt to create a big shock. Yes. By disclosing the fact or the truth of the matter, mm -hmm. basically. Around when the I say fact and truth of the matter, yeah. The intention behind it and yeah. uh, those kind of things. And that didn't come through. No, because the human collective is pretty wise, and that wave, they wanted to create a massive wave of upset, low-frequency right. wave around the planet, and the human collective said, no, we're not going to have that wave. It seems so now... So people didn't hear it. Right, couldn't hear it. <laughs> no. It was released, though. I yeah, mean, I totally. read it, I saw it, yeah. I was like, what? Geez, that's it's on right main, main everything. Uh -huh. But it's just not seen. Exactly. So, so crazy yeah. how... How watching it happen, mm -hmm. you realize how selective you are about the information yeah. you allow in. Right. You're the boss of what you actually put, let in. Yes. So, for instance, not being able to see you as a potential, hi, honey. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. <laughs> hi. Couldn't see you. No, I couldn't see you either. What, what did I look like? Honey? Like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> 
did not look like a girl. To me, he did. <laughs> not even close. But see, that's no, the thing. No, you don't, because the day that I actually saw you, I was like, whoa. Who's Larry's, that? Larry said, bloke, and he's so handsome. Ooh. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, is that Larry? What? Oh, my God. Was, did he always look that way? Was he always a gay? <laughs> that's so funny. I know. It was hilarious at the time. Ooh, which reminds me. Um, so, um, talking about the instant manifestation workshop and how all the tools that we use on there, you know, it's coming up again. Um, I've been Academy are putting up the, the workshop on again yeah. very soon. So get up there over there. Ibensacademy.com. Get it because this empowers you. This is amazing, amazing, amazing workshop. And, um, we we're talking today about with a couple, right? That instantly manifested themselves yes. into each other's lives and saw each other. Totally. You know, and they were invisible they used to the each tools. other almost. They were like, they used the tools. Yeah, they used, they used the, them. not only the love, sex and relationship course, but also they actually used the tools of the instant manifestation workshop to get through all the process because, um, Especially one of them kept saying, I want to find my spouse. I want to be happily married with a high frequency person. Right. Yep. I started a family, this and this and the other. And I would say one of the tools is, well, why don't you have it now? Right. right? And it's like that even just that one tool <laughs> changes your life, you know? Anyways, she's that tool and then some other tools and all the other tools and. Before she knew it, she instantly manifested a high-frequency awakened guy that she kind of has been perceiving for years because a lot of the stuff that she kept saying, oh, I'd like to do that with my husband. He actually he does. Doing, he was doing, yes. <laughs> yeah. I wish, sure wish my husband would. They've known each other for years. Like I'd like if my husband does things like yeah. that. And they've known each other for years. It's da, like da, 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 totally just invisible walking right around other. you and you don't see it. Totally invisible to each other. Right. So Just like we were invisible to each other. Totally. So, yeah, go to Iben's academy.com get that that workshop done because and it's not just about manifesting cars or you know relationships or whatever it's, but it's actually becoming using these powerful tools and becoming aware of your your decisions and how you can sh- click shift and change set points of your life right right i remember also talk about a friend of mine who i knew in ireland and she was in a very, very deep depression for years. You couldn't get out of it. Um, and then she kept talking about committing suicide. And as I, she was my friend, she tried a few times as well. And she would call me and I was, she called me once, right? When she was in the middle of it. And she said, okay, Nelly, I'm wanting to say goodbye because I'm committing suicide right now. And she <laughs> says, okay, good luck. Good luck. And, uh, it was really no- nice knowing you, you know, and bye. And um, the next morning she calls me and she says, oh, you're still alive? She says, yeah, not thanks to you. <laughs> and I says, what do you mean? So no, I called another friend who came over and saved me and took me to the hospital. <laughs> oh, no. And I uh, said, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you <laughs> well, have friends. Well, I'm glad you have those friends because, you know, don't call me with that bullshit anymore. Because you know what I'm going to say. My and, um And at one point we were talking about it and she said, you know, the reason that I'm so unhappy is just my life has been so hard and you know it's so hard now and she just explained the whole process of being in a deep depression right mm-hmm. and not not wanting her life she just did not like her life at all and i said well 
why don't you, well, yeah, I understand that if you die, you will get a new body and you'll get a new name and a new personality, but then you have to go to school again and you have to wear diapers and, you know, you don't know because you're in a very low frequency state right now that you'll probably be born into a family that's totally fucked up, pardon my F's. Um, and it's not going to change anything. But you can make that change now, consciously. Why don't you sell up, change your name, and move to a different country where nobody knows you with that new name and new personality? Change, sell everything and throw everything away. Just buy new clothes, new everything, move to that country and start a new life. Do that. Then you can have the opportunity at least do that once. And if it doesn't work, yeah, you pop yourself, right? But <laughs> try it because then you start a new life now without having to get diapers without having to go to school again and making sure that you're not born into a really nasty family because you're in that low frequency so try it see what happens right and she did she sold her house she sold everything she threw everything else that she couldn't sell she bought herself new clothes she changed her name and she moved countries to a different country Jeez. she and then the last communication says, okay, this is my last communication because I'm going to be a new person and I don't know you in that lifetime, <laughs> right? And I don't know anybody. I've said goodbye to everyone. And uh, she said goodbye and that was the last I ever heard of her. Have you ever tapped in to oh, see yeah. if she ended up having a an interesting new life? She did. Oh, yeah, yeah, I tapped in. Yeah. Cool. She was happy. She went from this dark cloud around her Mm-hmm. to this beautiful light around her and her like I remember certain things that yeah it was just beautiful I loved it that's fascinating that's a really great story yeah so you know exit point of your life doesn't mean you know dying even because yeah. you always hear about people who are going mid like crisis or whatever, you know, right, right. and they have an affair and marry somebody younger or whatever. Destruct their life, basically. Yeah, they press the destruct button and start again. Right. Right. Or buy a sports car and, you know, whatever. Crash it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or whatever, you know. Yeah. Or, you know, I've met so many people, especially because I work and a lot of people who... Uh, go to my material, there are people who are going through awakening and a spiritual awakening and want to reach enlightenment, for example. Mm-hmm. So I've met a lot of people who actually walked out of their life and went to study at a Buddhist temple or a guru's temple in India, you know, um, or ashram or whatever, just leaving everything behind mm-hmm. and did that instead, right? And that's a new life. And they have a new name, right? Mm, they change yeah. their name. Yeah. Their guru usually gives them a name. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not unusual, right? That you can restart. You can click it's over and start something completely new. It's not unusual at all. People can do that. So there's lots of ways to continue with your plan. It's, it's flexible without necessarily exiting Right. Mm-hmm. And to me, the my thoughts are, if you possibly can and become aware of it and you have had nigglings that you might be leaving, especially if you're 
like um, having closure with all your friends and family and you recently made a will. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that type of thing is usually your higher awareness letting you know. Don't ignore them. I mean, even if you ignore it, you don't make a will and you don't write those letters, you're still thinking about it or feeling that you should. Um, you can become aware of it and think, okay, so let's have a look at my timeline and I would suggest that if you're listening to this podcast, you obviously are a light worker, right? right? You're working for the light here. You want to continue bringing light experiences to this planet, expanding the human collective's awareness and all that. I would say that we need to be as many numbers staying here as adults as we possibly can. I so see. I don't know the situation, you know, if you're sick, get better. You, there's lots of miraculously, miraculous, miraculous cures. Cures, you know. Miraculously, even a panacea. miraculous. There's, yeah. yeah. So you know, there's lots of things that you can do to make sure that you know. Let your physical body know. Let your higher self know. No, I'm, I'm going to stick around. Let's say, you know, and just say another five years, right? Yeah. Let's just say at least another five years. Yeah. And Just then can go you for revisit? five, and then we'll look at it again in yeah. five. Yeah, revisit in five. Right. So you know there is a tendency at this time for people to be getting colds and sick and whatever the thing of the month is. You know, mm-hmm. they got the flu or they're sick or they're puking or whatever. All the normal. All the colds. Don't feel good stuff. Yeah. Can't breathe. Can't this. Can't the other. There's a set program in place that means uh, if you feel that, then you need to go get. A test. And if you get a test, then you need to this, and then you need to go there, and you need to go to that, and you need to get this. And if you, um, if you follow that path, oftentimes that one leads to an exit. It does, yeah. But how, how are you supposed to, I mean, the reason that you follow that path is because you're afraid that if you don't, you're gonna Exit. (laughs) Basically, right? But it is that fear path that brings you to the exit. Mm -hmm. This particular time and place. Yeah. So, um, when you're feeling down under the weather, uh, you know, for example, we listen to Dr. Cohen quite often and he's, it was interesting. Remember when all the, uh, people getting sick idea came around the COVID stuff. You said, I checked, there's no virus. Mm-hmm. And I said, you checked and there's no virus? Yeah. Don't say that, honey. Don't say that. Everybody will think you're crazy. Well, it's going to be a lot harder to listen to the message of empowerment if the person thinks I'm a nutter. Uh-huh. Uh, they already think I'm a little bit nutty, but no viruses on the planet? Come on. That's fucking crazy. That's just crazy my efforts again. <laughs> it's like, come on, really? Yeah. You might as well say, gravity is an illusion and everybody's actually... Floating, floating a millimeter over the ground. They're mm-hmm. not actually touching. Yeah. Well, actually, that's true. <laughs> not a millimeter, though. <laughs> yeah, it's less than a millimeter. Much, much closer. But besides that, let's, let's, okay, let's, go let's not go there. Viruses. Okay, viruses. So you said that, and the universe was kind enough to bring into my life another authority. Yeah, the data, lots of authorities, data. actually. Yeah. And uh, lots, of, lots authorities of authorities who verified that that statement wasn't a talk of a crazy lady. Mm-hmm. It was verifiable. Yeah. And reasonable, actually. 
and in fact more reasonable than the other. Yeah, than an invisible creature that than the invisible thing that you can't collect that yeah. is only around if you multiply it by a billion trillion. Yeah, and I mean. We can follow the logic trains and all day like long. A bit of cell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can follow the logic trains for a long time. Anyone who follows them with sincerity will find that, oh my God, I've been sold a bill of goods. Yeah, and believed it. Why did I believe it? Well, why wouldn't I? I was devastated because viruses my were my favorite enemy. <laughs> I loved to hate viruses. I, I loved it. Yes, I know. And suddenly know. they were gone. I know it was, I was a, devastated. You were devastated, and I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I think the point I was trying to get at, though, was that when we follow the the statement that you made, yes. and then I try to verify it with some data that I can collect, mm-hmm. I found that data. We found it together. Actually, I was yeah, relieved. It's like, yeah. oh, geez, I was relieved because uh, we weren't the. Well, the only ones. You weren't the only one saying that. <laughs> it's like you refused to believe me even at first. Well, no, of course not. It's like, honey, that's a bit too much. <laughs> that's a little too far, don't you think? I mean, viruses. Everybody knows their viruses are real. Yeah, but I never really looked. Right. And that was the first rule. It's just a little of bit of things, a scratch on the surface. In look, boom. just look, mm-hmm. just look, and be be as you should skeptical. Mm-hmm. Because this is an invisible thing that you need to be afraid of. And that's your, probably your first clue. Yes. <laughs> invisible things that you should be afraid of yeah. are probably things you'd better check. Check, yeah. Because that's the uh, first illusion. Yeah. Anyways, down to the end of that path. If you get sick, even though you've been told or you've heard from us or Dr. Cohen or Dr. Lanka or whomever, that viruses aren't real. There's still the underlying subconscious program that says, uh, maybe I've been listening to the wrong doctor because Dr. Cohen's a doctor. Yeah, but you and know. And there's a hundred other doctors, doctors who say the yeah, other thing. Exactly. Yeah. So who am I listening to and why do I mm-hmm. give them weight? Mm-hmm. Right? So how do you, well, you truth your stuff. So that's what uncertainty does start coming in and creeping yeah, you're, in. You're, or even uncertainty, the other type of uncertainty that I've been detecting by many people, by their comments, and I looked at it, is the uncertainty of wanting to be on Earth right now during, for example, a collapse of the communication system and food chain, right? Yeah. And it's like people are uncertain. It's like, I don't think I want to experience that. I don't think I want to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's a giant war and they're going to be... Bombings. They're gonna. It goes kinetic, which means you know there's missiles and bombs flying yeah. around and yeah. burned up stuff and catastrophes. Yeah, who wants to experience that? Exactly. So that type of uncertainty can also come in. You know, not just uh, the uncertainty of actually. I, I thought I was. This was the real, real. But look, I'm sick I and I must have it. Yeah. So I'm probably gonna die. I better start listening to those doctors. Right. And then go to the hospital and never come out. And never come out, yeah. Mm. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> well, unless that's your plan, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're sick and you want to go to the hospital, do it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to listen to your doctor, go ahead and do it. We're not giving medical advice and we're not telling people to go to the ho- not to go to the hospital. No, because that would just be... Stupid. Stupid? Legally stupid. <laughs> 
we're not qualified to say those things and we don't tell people to do that. What do we tell people to do? <laughs> I would say, well, me personally, yeah. I have been avoiding hospital my entire life, right? Because from a, being a teenager, I saw that there was something very, very wrong with that system. Right? Even when I was 18, um, they wouldn't allow me to give birth at home, especially seeing as there was the dodgy heart aspect of it. Um, but I said, okay, I'm going to give birth at the hospital, but there's certain things that I want done and there are certain things I do not want done. I do not want drugs. I don't want to not, I do not want to be cut. I do not want this and this and the other, right? Right. Antibiotics and so, actually the antibiotics they snuck in. But anyway, all these other things. Oh, no, no, they didn't sneak them in actually. I said no antibiotics. Um, and, when I was I was eighteen and I looked like I was fourteen because I looked really really young. Right. I was in the hospital and they have all these nurses and midwives and doctors, and they tried to do these things to me mm -hmm. that I said I didn't want to, and I was literally in the moment of pushing the baby out, right. and they tried to do something that I didn't want them to, and they said no no we're gonna do it. I said no you're not, and I looked at them. And I stood up between contractions, so they pushed energy. Yeah. And I looked at them and said, you stay F away from me. You're not coming <laughs> close to me with that thing. Right? Yep. And they did not know what was going on here. Right? Nobody had ever spoken to them like that. Because everybody gives away their authority, thinking that those doctors and midwives know better. They know better, yeah. Right? And I said, no. And they said, well, you, you're in the hospital. You have to do what we say. They said, okay, get my bags. I'm leaving. And I started getting off the bed. While I was pushing. <laughs> and I was leaving. Oh. And they knew it. Yes. And they said, well, somebody stop her, right? The My first husband was there. So somebody stop her. And he says, well, we can't. <laughs> we can't stop her. Legally, we cannot stop her. She's free to leave. But we're not responsible for her or the baby if she leaves. But we cannot stop her. I said, well, the only way you can stop me is to for keeping that, that, one, one away. that one away with those equipment. Yeah. Just keep her away from me. If she comes anywhere close to me, I'm stepping out of here. I don't care how the baby is coming out right there in the middle of the coming out or whatever. So they they um, kept hey, listen, her away. I remember all my experiences in the hospitals. Well. But listen, you see, I knew because I knew they didn't know better. Because my body knew better. I was 18. I was a kid. Right. I was a child. But I knew better than them. And I knew I knew better. And it was like a, 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 a light bulb going off in my brain. My body knows better than these people. Right? Because my mom was the opposite. She believed in doctors and she gave her them, their, her, all of the authority. All of it. Yeah. And she used to take me, force me to go to the doctor once a month, mm -hmm. right? To get me checked up. Now, later on, I found out because she thought I might be pregnant. Ah, <laughs> sneaker. But she would literally go to the doctor herself nearly every week. Yep. Right? Because hypochondriac, I don't know. But it's like she believed in that doctor. And if that doctor didn't give her pills to go away with, she was upset. Right? So there's a, that's one of the signs of a damaged healer. Right? Because then they become their own patient. And then they have to give the authority to the doctor. So those are all symptoms of something. But even with that upbringing, 
I knew that there was something very wrong with that system for me personally. I knew this. And that I had to listen to my body and to my higher wisdoms because they didn't know as well as much as my body and my higher wisdom knew. Right? Mm -hmm. So I had that knowing. And after that, I refused to go to the doctor as much as possible. I tried to keep my kids out of the hospital and doctors as much as I could. But of course, you know, if my kid had a 104 temperature or whatever, I would, I'd call the, the doctor and the doctor used to, they used to come to your house, right? Mm. I remember one doctor came into the house with my, my daughter. She was like, I don't know, two or three. She had a 104 temperature and he came in, looked at her and this is like in Ireland, you know. They're a different breed there where I lived in the little village. Yep. He, she look, he looks at her and says, how long has she had this? says, oh, it started today. Call me in three days and give her plenty of water, lots of water. And she pukes it. So I don't care. Just give her more. And if you pinch her skin and it stays up, you call me. And if she's still like this in three days, you call me. Because kids, this is the fever. This is what's going to kill the, the stuff. And I was like, whoa, like. Now that doctor was cool, so it's the right decision to call that doctor, right? Right. To me, that and that moment, but I was ready to drive her to the hospital because you know there's certain things that the hospitals are very good for. When I had my motorbike accident, absolutely take me to the hospital, right? And they even you know I died at that moment too, and they brought me back. Yeah. <laughs> you know the the, the ambulance people and stuff. Yeah. So you know. They put everything back together again and, you know, sent me home. But it's like that type of thing. And it's almost like their exit point chaperones. Yeah. They can either chaperone you in or out. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so you have to really follow your intuition. Because, for example, when I had bronchitis for six months and I was just tired of not being able to breathe, remember? Mm -hmm. And at the end, I said, Larry, I need to go to the hospital. And it's like, when I, for me to say that, it's pretty serious. Pretty serious. Yeah, that's pretty serious. So we went to the hospital, and what did the doctor say? She said, "Actually, we don't have a cure for What's for bronchitis. It is bronchitis. She, she did a test, you know. It is bronchitis. I, we don't have a cure for it. Nobody knows how to cure this. Um, I can give you antibiotics. They're not going to do anything. But some people feel better with it in their, you know, to live with antibiotics in their pocket. I said, no, not me. So good, good. This is not good for you." <laughs> Um, they're not going to help your lungs, right? Mm -hmm. And um, in this situation, they're not good. Um, and she said, you know, what I found that actually helps and cures it, although it takes a while, is rohani and lemon. Yep. And that's what my body had been craving for the six months. That's why I drank it. Mm -hmm. Then it probably kept me alive because <laughs> yep. I had very, very weak lungs at the time. Yep. And it was one of those situations where I just, just couldn't cure it. So come home with my body's permission, right? Like I told her, oh, this happens some more. I'm going to go back. And she didn't want to go back. <laughs> and um, and eventually, after a few weeks, it went away. Then but we got an aqua cure. Now it's really now, good. Now? Yeah, now it's like we have the aqua cure in my lungs. I've never felt so strong in my life. Pretty fantastic. Mm -hmm. So... You know, hospitals, the the path of going to hospital, you're going to die, that can be true. The the path of you go to hospital and you're going to survive, that also can be true because it's it's your higher self-choice that attracts the allies and the situation and the treatment. Right. Right. 
So I went to hospital because of my lungs. I just couldn't handle it anymore. I was so tired of trying to breathe, remember? Just mm-hmm. couldn't do it anymore. So we, we took me to hospital and we manifested an ally because I had to live and I had to live healthily. Yes. So we manifested an ally that told us the truth. Exactly. Yeah. Same like our vet for, for Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. We had to go through one or two and we had to recover from the giving the power away exactly. and actually inspect and check what was going on and then agree or disagree with those processes yes. and find the ones that actually met our, mm, matched our desire. Yes. Matched the experience that we were after, right? Yeah. So Lucy came out good, but... Uh, only when I took the authority back. Yes. And same thing with my dad. You know, he got oh better when I took my authority and told yes. them what I had tapped in and sensed, you yes. know, yes. in the language they could hear. Yeah. Without being, uh, I didn't have to be mean, but I had to explain it in a way that the they could hear it. Right. Like they had his hypothermia turned down a little too low because he burned a little hotter. Mm-hmm. So I got him to turn it up to the where it should be for him. We just said, okay, we'll try it. I mean, he's gonna to die anyways. <laughs> does nobody wakes up anyways? But here yeah. you go, ninety nine and seven, ninety eight seven. If that mm-hmm. makes you feel better, yeah. And they did it, and it worked. Mm-hmm. So at at some point, you orchestrate what is gonna come exactly. based on the, the other person's higher self. Anyways, yes, too. exactly. Yeah. There's so much going on. Right, right. So it isn't tr- isn't accurate or or even. Uh, true to say don't go to the hospital no it isn't and i'm not saying no, that either no. but there's plenty of people who are using that as an exit but they that's are. been true forever forever this has been true forever right mm-hmm. and it's also been true that a lot of people have car crashes as their exit or that things drop off from airplanes and crash them you know or they're walking down the street and they get struck by lightning you know it's true that Slip people choose everything exactly yeah it's true that people We'll orchestrate the, the exit story that, that fits suits them. them. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't need to or have to demonize anyone. No, because I I've, don't think so. I've had good experiences, mostly. Exactly. Almost yeah. all, all of them, actually. Yeah. Right. But I've read about poor ones. Mm-hmm. But they're not mine. Right. Yeah. Interesting, right? How yeah. powerful our choice is in the matter. Yeah. And I have watched... Well, you know, I'm sure it was true before, but I was asleep to it. Mm-hmm. But now I'm more alert and more aware of the things that are happening. And so my experience of giving my power away and then taking my power back is uh, conscious. That's you know the whole I mean? point of the whole thing. That's why I want people to take the instant manifestation workshop. Because that teaches you from taking decisions and consciously to becoming conscious taking conscious decisions that's exactly what it teaches and that's what that's why i'm so keen on people doing this workshop because we want at least 1000 fully empowered fully functional high frequency instant manifestors on the planet i actually want a million a million but a thousand to begin with and then that thousand will bring another thousand in right well that thousand will teach their children as well, yeah, yes. yeah. But I want this to to happen. This is that's a good goal. That's a good goal. I 
fully support you in that. Yeah. Because I'll go what, for a million. what light workers, you know, a thousand light workers who can manifest instantly anything that they put their mind to, especially as a group, as Ooh, a cohesive especially group. as a group. Because that's part of the keys. One of the keys is work with good allies and good counsel. Mm-hmm. And that's the group that you join the workshop with that becomes that. That good ally, good counsel. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Everybody who's using these tools understands them and becomes empowered together. So, it's not what actually, will they do? It's what not, will they do with that power? Well, create a new paradigm that I want to live in. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the nice thing in this sense. You aren't you joining, you taking a course. No. You're joining a team. Yes. You're finding your allies You're finding your, yeah. your allies. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Because I don't think many people realize that when they start. I don't not think to the degree do. that it happens. No, I don't Definitely think they not. do. They think that they're learning some skills yeah. to, uh, you know, make their life better, make a million right. dollars or whatever. Yeah. Have a car. And that's good. And that's fine. Yeah. True, but they're not alone, mm-hmm. and there's another dozen or better with mm-hmm. them on this, who are their co-creative allies. And the energy of our strength is your strength, and your strength is our strength comes alive. Yep, it's no it longer a theory; real. it comes alive. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Powerful. So yeah, believable stories. Part of healing. Um, stay, stick around. Um, don't take those exit doors. <laughs> yeah, not right now. Don't take no exits no. now. Just hang out. Hang out. Hang out. We need high frequency co creators. Yeah. And manifest those beautiful stories of wonderful, filled with ease lives. You know, mm-hmm. work, living situations, relationships, friendships, family, filled with ease. And full of beautiful high frequency experiences. This is what you can create on this planet now. You can create this now. You don't have to wait. Stop waiting. Just do it now. <laughs> okay. If you say so. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Then it is so. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I pretty, I feel pretty complete. Me too. It's but I want to nice. leave one cliffhanger. Okay. Do you Cl- mind? I don't know. I don't know. What is it? <laughs> Last night I went to sleep. <gasps> O-M-G. And yes. this morning when I woke up. Hour two, you think? Huh? Hour two? The, the walk with me now hour? Oh, maybe it'll show up on that one. Yeah. Yeah, we were, we were, we were considering an hour, hour two. two. Yeah. That will be a continuation of this hour. Yeah. Except for just for walk with me now. Yeah. Members. Yeah. Or... We were going to have stars, subscribe star, star maybe. membership yeah. type of thing yeah. for it. Just basically so we can talk about the really far out stuff. Yeah. Without, without a, any need at all for any censorship. I know, it yes. changes the who we're flavor. talking to. It does. Because yeah. right now we're talking to anybody, anybody, everybody. Exactly. And that's a co-creation of anybody, everybody who can find us. Exactly. Yeah. This uh, second hour thing would be a... You already found us. <laughs> you found us. You're a part of us. You are a co-creator of this yes, with us. Exactly. And we're doing this together kind of thing. Right. So that, that conversation is just, it's just a little different. It's like the it's, difference between the is very different. walking in the coffee star and talking to the barista and saying, hi, how was your day? And she yeah. says, it's great. It's like, what about instant manifesting? You say, oh yes, that's a nice, interesting thing. You can have a real strong life like that. Yeah. But 
you know, you haven't met her, you don't really know her that well. Right, right. And you don't know what program she's running or exactly. any of that stuff. But if you happen to sit down to the coffee shop and the priest brings you your coffee and then your best mate from Walk With Me Now comes and sit down and you say, hey, what do you think about this manifesting? Oh What's my that conversation? God, that conversation is going to be so It's going to go a bit deeper, yeah, right? It's way deeper, yeah. You don't have to um, censor it censor or, or, or wonder, fluffy, bunny fluffy it. it or, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's kind of what the second hour stuff will probably we're be thinking like. Of, yeah. That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We haven't done it. Correct. Because honestly, getting the first hour each week is <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> because it's. We have been instantly manifesting Sunday, so many things. Four o'clock I 30. Know. Sorry, Sandra. Sorry, Sandra. Sorry, Leah. We're supposed to send it up on Wednesdays and. It's Sunday. We've been, we've been instantly manifesting so many amazing things. That's why. Yes, we're quite, quite, quite occupied. And mm-hmm. I mean, when we fall into bed, we actually fall, fall into, into bed, bed exhausted. With the exhausted sense of satisfaction. Yeah. You have a full day done completely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, the, the hanger, the cliffhanger, that will be our motivation to get our second hour going. Yeah. Was what happened this morning. Yes. I went to bed last night. Mm-hmm. And when I woke up in the morning, like I usually and want to do, I got up and come out here to start the water to get to boiling. Uh-huh. And when I was come out here, I noticed my hair was felt weird. Yeah. I thought, oh, my hair must be sticking up all over the place. I took is a shower when I went to bed. Mm-hmm. So that's what usually happens. It always is sticking up everywhere. And you yeah. say, honey, your hair, your hair, <laughs> because I'll just go out. Because he told do my me. Day. Yeah, and I said, told... I said, I said, I said, honey, if you see my hair looks like this, tell me so I can at least pat it down a little bit. <laughs> People can't even see me. All I can see is my ridiculous hair sticking up everywhere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you promised me that you would do I that. Oh, yeah. 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 So this morning I noticed my hair was feeling like it was sticking up every which way. And so I decided to, you know, self-empower myself and not be told that my hair is sticking up. I went to the mirror and I looked to fix my hair. And it's perfect. It was perfect. Except for one thing. Tell us. It was perfectly combed brushed and styled with the part on the wrong side. Yeah. That's pretty impossible. Which is totally impossible because how does your hair get combed while you're sleeping? And and on the other side of the hair. And how does your part come out on the wrong side? Right. So you get up and you look in the mirror and your hair is perfect, but the wrong, the wrong side way. of the way it should be yeah. combed. Well, it should be. I mean, it's just the wrong way of the way I'm used to. Yeah. If that wasn't strange enough, one of our Fred. co-housers, Fred, uh-huh. in the Shamachak, uh-huh. this morning, woke up this morning with exactly the same thing. Yeah. He said, because we had our Sunday lunch, and I was explaining what was going on with my hair as accurate, and he looked at me with his eyes like, what? Me too? My hair was parted and he's the got wrong really way. Long he's hair. got a bunch of hair. Yeah, his yeah. hair goes down to his knees almost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> kind of does, yeah. <laughs> it will if he just gives it another little while. Oh my gosh. And he's like, him, for him, that's never happened before. Never. Ever. It never happened to me either. But for him to wake up with his hair part of the wrong way and brush Completely too, impossible. Totally impossible. Yeah. So you said you have I an said, inkling of what might be up with that. Yes. So I and said. You said. See you in the second hour. I love you, honey. I love you too, darling. <laughs>